Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Merck & Co. Inc., ticker symbol MRK. Merck is a pharmaceutical company that pays out a high dividend yield. They're also a former Berkshire Hathaway holding. Berkshire Hathaway, toward the end of last year and the beginning of this year, has fully gotten rid of its Merck position. They've also sold out of the spinoff that Merck did last year in June of 2021 called Organon which was focused on women's health and biosimilars. At the time of recording this video, Merck is trading for just over $93 per share. They've done quite well in 2022 so far, despite the overall market being down. They're up 21.5%. Going back over the past year, they're up 23%. Going back five years, they've returned about 6.5% compounded annually. Going back 10 years, that's about 8% compounded annually. And going back to 2005, over the past 17 years, they've returned about 6% compounded annually. So this is kind of a slow growing, but a steady business overall. Not shooting the lights out, but pretty dependable. That was a lot of the reason that Warren Buffett bought into the company through Berkshire Hathaway. He bought a basket full of different pharmaceutical businesses when he wasn't able to find any investment opportunities available to him in the overall market. So at the time, that was better for him than just holding cash and seeing that being eaten away by inflation. But since then, Warren Buffett has found opportunities to put more of Berkshire Hathaway's float to work. Merck is trading at just about its 52-week high, which is only about $23 over their 52-week low. Merck is a very large business. They have a $235.5 billion market cap. For some background about the business... Merck makes pharmaceutical products to treat several conditions in a number of therapeutic areas, including cardiometabolic disease, cancer, and infections. Within cancer, the firm's immuno-oncology platform is growing as a major contributor to overall sales. The company also has a substantial vaccine business with treatments to prevent hepatitis B and pediatric diseases, as well as HPV and shingles. Additionally, Merck sells animal health-related drugs, from a geographical perspective, close to half of the firm's sales are generated in the United States. The company also has a number of different collaborations with other biopharmaceutical companies. Merck & Co. was founded in 1891 and is headquartered in Kenilworth, New Jersey. So with that background, let's get right into our fundamental analysis. We'll be performing a modified version of the eight-pillar analysis originally popularized by Everything Money. Taking a look at eight different key metrics, to come to a beginning and holistic fundamental understanding of Merck based on its financials. So let's get right into it. Starting off with pillar number one, we want Merck's average five-year PE to be below 22.5. So currently they're trading at a 17 times earnings multiple. Over these last five years, they've averaged about a 40 times multiple, and the lowest they've ever gotten down to is about 15.5. So that's going to be an X to start off on pillar number one. Next up, pillar number two, we want their average five-year return on capital to be above 9%. Over the long run, a stock is going to return approximately what its underlying business returns. This return on capital are going to be those business returns. Merck does a good job here, even with some of their vaccine business being affected by the pandemic, believe it or not, especially with their HPV vaccines. Over this time period, Merck has averaged an 18% return on capital. So that's double the metric we were looking for, and that's our first check on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. This one's going to be a check. Merck has grown revenues from $40 billion in 2017 to just under $49 billion in 2021. Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Again, this one's going to be a check. 2017 looks like it was an unusual year 
in that they have a pretty low net income compared to these other four years. They had $2.4 billion of net income in 2017, and they ended 2021 with $13 billion of net income. So that's going to be another check there on pillar number four. Pillar number five, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a company is buying back shares, they're increasing your ownership percentage of the business and ultimately increasing the percentage of profits that you're going to be entitled to. Over this time period, Merck has bought back about 200 million shares. So they've reduced their shares outstanding from 2.7 billion in 2017 down to about 2.5 billion in 2021. We like to see that a lot better than shareholder dilution, so that's a good sign here, and that's another check on pillar number five. So far, we're four for five. Next up, pillar number six, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth. Free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. It's this column here in green. Free cash flow can be used to pay dividends, buy back shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. It's the lifeblood of any business. And a company's ability to produce free cash flows now and into the indefinite future is ultimately what a business is going to be valued based on. Merck has doubled free cash flow over this time period from $4.5 billion in 2017 to about $9.6 billion in 2021. In an average year, Merck is producing about $7.7 billion of free cash flow. So we're going to use that number as we evaluate how the business is utilizing leverage and then how the business's current market cap compares to their ability to produce free cash flows. Next up for pillar number seven, we're evaluating how the business utilizes leverage. We want Merck's net debt, which is their long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents, to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. So at the end of 2021, Merck had $26.5 billion of net debt, which means that after subtracting all of their cash, these were the liabilities they were left over. And we want this number to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. So when we multiply $7.7 billion times five, that comes out to $38.5 billion. So this pillar is going to be a check. Based on Merck's ability to generate cash flows in an average year, they have more than enough to pay off all of this existing debt. So the business is utilizing an amount of leverage that we're comfortable with here. So far, we have six checks on seven pillars. Let's see what's in store for us in pillar number eight. So the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, we want Merck's market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20. So Merck currently has a market cap of $235.5 billion. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $7.7 billion times 20, that only brings us to $154 billion. So this is a starting point of what would be a reasonable valuation to pay for the business on that 20 times free cash flow multiple. But even at 20 times free cash flow, this one's still going to be an X. It looks like relative to Merck's abilities to produce free cash flows that the business is expensive right now. So in summary, Merck checks the box on six out of eight pillars. The business has strong returns on capital. They're growing, they're buying back shares, and they're not utilizing too much leverage. However, Merck is off on our valuation metrics. This type of analysis is a holistic starting point. It's not financial advice, and it's not recommendation one way or the other about what to do with this business. Ultimately, at the end of the day, as an investor, you need to come to your own conclusions about a business and truly dive in deeper to understand the ins and outs of a business before making an investment decision. Lastly, as mentioned, Merck is known as a dividend stock. 
So we're going to be looking at Merck's dividend profile. Investors make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield and not stopping to consider whether that dividend is fully healthy and supported by the business's free cash flows and stopping to consider if a dividend is likely to continue growing into the future. So in two of these five years, in 2017 and in 2020, Merck paid out more dividends than they were able to bring in in cash flows. So that's not a good sign here. While these dividend payments weren't crazily above their cash flows, even in these other years, Merck is paying out a high percentage of their cash flows as dividends. Even though this dividend has grown in all five years, it has not been supported by their free cash flows in all five years. To better understand if Merck is going to be a healthy dividend payer now and into the future, it's really worth your while to dig in and try to understand the cash flows of Merck as a business in more depth. Also, if you're interested in Merck, you might be interested in their spinoff, Organon, which was spun out of the business last June. Organon has a dividend yield of above 3%. Both it and Merck are high dividend payers. That's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Merck & Co. Inc., ticker symbol MRK. If you enjoyed the video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Merck with me, and have a great day.